We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Knicks also, they had a 21-0 run. That's their longest run since December 2019. They didn't commit a foul in the first quarter, led by as many as 32. And it's the second fewest points they've allowed this season in the game. And 81 against Cleveland, 83 here. As the Knicks dominate for the second straight game. The other night in Houston and here tonight or this afternoon at the Garden. And the Knicks are back to two games over 500 for the season. All righty. Think they call that a winning streak. <laughs> two in a row, baby. Just when you think all is lost, just when you think the sky is falling, um, you know, that's baseball season. Uh, Knicks get a win against the shorthanded Phoenix Suns. Um, 102-83, as I noticed behind me, my, my picture is crooked. Um, this one was kind of a laugher from the early going. The, the Suns got off to uh, a 4 nothing lead. The Knicks scored the next 12 straight points. And uh, after a 21-0 run, we're up 52-20. to 20, I believe that was the score in the middle of the second quarter. And basically from the 4.30 mark of the second quarter to the end of the game, the Knicks played as if they were trying to run out the clock. And that's kind of how it felt. And um, that's kind of how it looked at times. The the beautiful basketball that we saw over the first... Um, do some quick math. 18 minutes of the game, um, for the most part, largely dissipated, at least at the offensive end, as the Knicks scored um, as many points over the final 28 minutes as they scored... Uh, actually, fewer over the final 28 minutes as they scored over the first... Um, 16, 18, man, not my day for math. Anyway, uh, it was a good win. Nonetheless, they came in to their home building afternoon start. Um, I'm not sure if the Mavs game was their last afternoon home start. I feel like it was. Um, we know how that went after they had a nice uh, opening to that game. Did not close it out today. A little bit of a different story. Of course, no Doncic on the other side of the court it certainly helps. In this case, it was no Devin Booker. Whatever. It's a win. They played well. They're playing well right now. Getting Jalen Brunson back after the last three games was really important. And like he ended up shooting uh, eight of 18, missed some free throws. That's starting to become a little bit concerning. Um, ended up with 24 points, six assists. They're just a better team when he's on the floor. Um, I know they've still been scoring for the most part even when he uh, has been out and credit to the other guy we're going to talk about in a second for that. But 
their offense just flows a lot better when he's in there. And, you know, with him in there and with Randall playing like this and with all of the rest of their pieces in there, even without RJ, the formula works. Um, and I'm not trying, but this is going to come off to certain people who will want it to come off that way is like a, a hating RJ comment, but like they could withstand the loss of RJ. Um, Brunson, it's tougher. Randall, when he's playing like this, it's tougher. RJ, you plop Emmanuel quickly into the starting five. Um, he, there are some things he doesn't do as well as RJ Barrett. There are some things he does better than RJ Barrett. Um, I think there is certainly an argument to be made that a guy who's a little bit better defensively, who's maybe a little bit of a quicker decision maker with the ball, um, maybe is a little bit of a better fit. To me, it's six of one, half dozen the other, and it's not worth spending a whole lot of time on because Emmanuel quickly, when he's coming off the bench, is kind of like the sixth starter anyway. And when RJ Barrett is starting, he's running, he's helping run bench units anyway. Um, they're both playing a lot of minutes. Obviously, the guy who starts is going to play a lot of minutes or more minutes. Um, but yeah, that's neither here nor there. Quickly fit in very nicely. He was either him or Mitchell Robinson, I would say, would be the third best player um, in this game after Jalen Brunson. And of course, Julius Randle. Starting to run out of things to say about Julius Randle in these post postgames. Um, I'm just going to keep repeating, echoing the same sentiments that I've been coming on here. And, and trying to make very clear. For one, I was absolutely wrong in the offseason when I was like, get this guy out of here. I don't care if you're trading him for nothing and you have to give up a protected first-round pick to do it. The risk was too great. The reward wasn't worth it. Well, guess who didn't know what they were talking about? Because he's playing like an all-star. And at this rate, I am going to really be eating my words because I think he's going to make the all-star team 28.16 rebounds, six assists, uh, third straight game. Um, he had uh, at least six assists prior to the Spurs game. He hadn't had at least half a dozen assists in two straight games at any point in time this year. Now he's done it in three straight games, passing the ball exquisitely. Um, he's obviously knocking down shots, although today he was only four of 12 from deep, but you know what? the way he's firing away from three, like the volume he's putting up this with four threes today, that took him over a hundred made threes for the season. That makes him, I believe one of either 10 or 11 players in the NBA this season to have over a hundred made threes. Think about this. This is a guy who, when he came to New York and in his first year in New York was not a three point shooter at all. And now there are 10 guys in the entire league who have more made threes than him. It's a big part of how um, his offensive game has continued to grow. Um, but he's mixing in a lot of the other things that, you know, continuing to mix in a lot of the other things that we saw him start to try to do from the early going this year. Um, there's other stuff that is worth talking about from this game. Um, <laughs> I would be remiss if I did not mention the fact that the starters were in until one minute left in a game in which the Knicks were up by 20 points. Um, Tibbs going to Tibbs. Tibbs going to Tibbs. You know, the stuff that makes him great is the stuff that he does that makes you want to pull your hair out. And it's just such a fascinating dichotomy where there are people like me who will swear up and down by him and the mentality he brings to an organization and all of the good things that come with the Tom Thibodeau coach team. And we're going to look up after this game and you're going to look at a Knicks team that despite being 20 and 18, um, 
going to remain top 10 in defense, going to remain top 10 in offense. Um, actually, they may fall out of the top 10 in offense, but the defensive number is certainly going to go up. Whatever. The statistical profile of this team is one that is not mediocre, but legitimately good. And, you know, probably a credit to Tibbs. At the same time, there are still a lot of people out there who will watch the end of the game like this and watch the guys who are out on the floor and be like, I don't care what he brings. It's positive. Get me literally anyone else as my head coach. Who's right? Who's wrong? That's that's not my place to say. Um, that's really it. Everybody played well. This is a good win. It's nice to get two straight. It's nice to start off um, what is, I believe, four home games in five days with a win. Um, I think this team could start to pick up a little bit of momentum. The the schedule, I will not say the schedule is easy coming up, but the schedule coming up is manageable. They got San Antonio at home on Wednesday. They go to Toronto on Friday. Two teams that they probably feel like they owe one to. Um, Milwaukee, we'll see who's healthy uh, for that box game at home. And then Indiana at home, which would be a very interesting rematch. Um, especially in light of the the uh, Wally Zerbiak comments in the last game, I'm I'm sure Tyrese Halliburton has that one circled, you know. And then you got some more some more games that you should be able to win. Although, got you know teams like Washington playing better, um, some more games against Toronto, an Atlanta game, a Cleveland game. But like, they could make a little they could make a little headway here. So who's it going to be? Is it going to be the team that shows up and plays like this, or is it going to be the team that um, you know? Has a has a more difficult time. Although uh, I'll end by saying this, and and then we'll get to the super chats. Even during the five game losing streak, they've never like since they made the change to the starting five. Don't really think we could look at this team and say they've played truly bad basketball. They've had bad moments. The Mavs game was not a good moment. The the end of the West Coast trip against the Warriors and against the Suns. Those weren't great games, but all in all, or the middle of the West Coast trip, I should say, but all in all, since they made the change to the starting lineup, and now we're talking about a quarter of the season, we don't really have evidence that this team is ever going to go and just completely look like a shell of itself for a sustained period of time. Um, They have their moments in games, and they've had their issues closing games out, but as we look forward with the schedule, assuming decent health, Brunson... Randall, two key guys. Mitchell Robinson, I would throw in that category too. They need him healthy and motivated. There is reason to believe that this team is going to continue to win more games than it loses. And that's kind of cool because I think, you know, at this point in this season, regardless of what your um, thoughts may have been about how this team should be approaching this year before it started, at this point, let's just have some fun. Let's go for the six seed. Let's see if we can put a scare into someone in the first round. That should be the goal. I think that is their goal. Um, <laughs> as Andrew texts me, careful. I know a guy that looked ahead at the schedule to his own peril. I'm not out here predicting whatever the hell you predicted, 13 and five or something like that. Just keep winning more games than you lose. That's that's all that, that comes out there. All right. 
For over 30 years, the law offices of Weiss and Rosenblum in New York City has been home to a team of award-winning, hard-hitting injury attorneys who have a long track record of seven-figure results. Whether you've been injured in a car accident, fall, construction accident, or other traumatic event, Weiss and Rosenblum will work tirelessly to maximize the award, regardless of the severity of your injury, and get you and your family the fair and just compensation you deserve. Call Weiss and Rosenblum today at 212-366-6100. Again, that's 212-366-6100, or visit weissandrosenblum.com for more information. No case is too big or too small. Personal attention to your matter is a priority. Once more, call 212 212- 366-6100. Previous results do not guarantee future outcomes. If you think you might have a case, speak with a veteran attorney, not a rookie. Um, we start today uh, the Super Chat segment. Yes, 13 and 5 is still in play, Andrew. Thank you. Uh, the Super Chat segment, um, we're actually going to start before we get to our uh, usual ad read. Um, flashy. Flashy snuck in a super chat at the end of the New Year's Eve edition um, of the post game show after they beat the Rockets and we missed it. We stopped the broadcast right before we had a chance to read this and I just want to say thank you for your very generous contribution. He says great job this year guys. Flashy, I hope you're watching right now. Um, Either way, we appreciate you. We appreciate your generosity. We love you. We love everybody in this community. It's awesome. So thank you very much. All right. Um, <laughs> Andrew's reminding me that we don't have an ad read. <laughs> Thank you, Andrew. All right, Ryan starts us off with a generous comment. Um, as my daughter's very excited in the uh, in the other room, it, I love the afternoon starts, but you do get the small kids in the background. This is this is this is the price you have to pay, Knicks fans. Ryan Huang, happy holidays, KFS crew. Especially after this game, is it? Fair and reasonable. I love that we're abbreviating fair and reasonable now. That the Suns are on the phones offering the Mitchell package for Julius Randle. Bridges might be untouchable, though. Looks like he has a Quentin Grimes ceiling. <laughs> Hashtag uh, Jalen Brunson is him. I, I, I'll say this. I have no idea what the Knicks front office is thinking. Um... Obviously, <laughs> I have no idea what they're thinking. Uh, the Knicks, as of right now, have the same record as the Suns. Just throwing that out there. Um, at the same time, you know, in addition to that, it's not like the Suns have a bunch of picks out the window. It's not like they're one of these desperate teams that needs to win right now. Like, I understand Chris Paul is on the older side, and that's a big deal. But like Booker, McCall, Aiden, that's a three-man core that can probably take you forward. Like I don't I don't view the Suns as as a as a team desperate like oh my god we got to make a run right now. Um as for the Knicks I, I someone in the chat I'm sure will remind me if I'm forgetting something, but when is the last time we've had a team that was at the midway at the midway point of the season that was legitimately in the thick of the playoff race, which I think we could say right now. I mean they're the Knicks are in 7th place. I think they're a half game back of the of the Pacers who, who knows what they're going to do. Like, I don't know if the Knicks you should be considered the favorites for the six seed right now, but certainly seven, you know, at worst eight they're they're They look like they're in good position to make a run at that. When's the last time a team like that traded a player who, if he's not going to be an all-star, he's, he's going to just miss. 
like an all a guy who's playing like an all-star. When's the last team, a team in that position in the NBA traded that sort of player? I don't in the middle of the season. That's the key. In the middle of the season in which they were winning. I don't have an answer. None come to mind. Um, you know, you'll get your like Nikola Vucevic trades, but like the Magic weren't doing anything that year when they traded him to the Bulls. And like trades of that ilk. Um, I, I don't I I would I would just it would be almost unprecedented if the Knicks were taking calls on Julius or really taking calls on Julius Randle right now. But then again, you never know. Crazy shit happens in the NBA. Thanks, Ryan. Appreciate that. Good way to start us off. Juanon, this was the first time under Tibbs that I didn't scream at the TV for the bench in a blowout, and I'm not sure I ever will again. Lucas Scars. <laughs> I will say this. I, I tweeted out. I didn't exhale until it was like under four minutes to go. When it was under four minutes and the lead was 25, I'm like, okay, we're good. Um, but that's a fair comment. That's very... I. But again, that's what this team has done to us. The minute the lead... Got under 19. I mean, even like, the forget that, like the whole end of the second quarter, the whole third quarter, I'm sitting there on the edge of my freaking couch. I'm like, okay, guys, move the ball. Let's make some shots. And like, there was a 12 minute stretch there. I clocked it. There was a 12 minute stretch there where the Knicks made four field goals. You know, the offense had really slowed down to a slog. I'm like, shit, if the Suns started in some threes, that's what they've done to us. Anyway, uh, all the best in 2023 for the Knicks and for the KFS fam. Thank you so much, Juanon. I appreciate that. Um, Will Oliver, what's going on, Will? Matinee win, dominating fashion. Happy New Year. That's on, let's start it off on the right foot. But I, I think I've been pretty consistent about this this year. Pretty consistent. I'm never consistent about everything or about anything completely. I am somewhat consistent about some things. I like this team. I like this team. They're an easy team to like. Um, even though some people may really not like certain aspects of them. Um, I like them and I, I'm, I'm looking forward to rooting for them for the next, uh, however many games, 44 games. Thanks. Will. forgotten NYC. Why have Kobe and Shaq when you could have Jalen Brunson and Quentin Grimes? Uh, I'll shout out Quentin Grimes here. Very nice day for him. Um, five and nine from the field, two of six from three, 12 points, five assists, three rebounds. I think you're going to be seeing so many games like that. So many stat lines like that from him moving forward, even when RJ is back in the starting five. Um, and isn't it amazing how a guy who did not have a play run for him and has never has never had a play run for him with the Knicks played 36 minutes, a lot of minutes, but five assists. And he gets his assists so organically and he is so emblematic of what is right with his insertion into the starting five. And um, I love Quinn Grimes. He's so much fun to watch. Takes nothing off the table. Really doesn't. So good comment there. Thanks for God. Appreciate you as always. As I take a sip of wine. Sticking with the uh, rusty cigar, by the way, premium red blend today. Um, Really perfect for a matinee game. Jessica, what's going on, Jessica? A great win. Had to lead the entire game. Great plays from Quickly and Grimes. The return of Brunson and a standing O for Julius. What a great game. Let's go, Knicks. Thank you, Jessica. And I'll just... <laughs> Think about where we were this time a year ago. Like, we had... 
right around this time, actually, I believe is when he went out with COVID. And I remember doing the live stream when the, when it was announced and like, there were a lot of people who were really freaking happy and I'm not going to begrudge any, any of those people. And like, we, we tried to make it clear, like you never root for anyone to have like ill health of any kind. And like, I think that probably bothered him, but like, I was just as curious as everybody else to be like, wow, I kind of really can't wait to see what this team looks like without Julius Randall. Um, as my daughter is trying to charge her hoverboard, I'm being I'm being surrounded by small children. I think my wife has left. My wife has probably caught that long-awaited flight to Mexico. Um, it's okay. Um, and now we're here. And now we're here. And and that, that was before the thumbs down too, right? Um, the COVID thing, like the the thumbs down happened. Like to have started this relationship with this player on not like an incredible down note, but like. The first year wasn't good. Then to go so far up, then to come so far down. And now today, MVP chance. Like, this is the greatest roller coaster ride in the history of professional sports. And it we're in year four. That's it. We're in year four. Where do we go from here? I don't know. Thank you, Jessica. I appreciate it. Um, Keith, what's going on, Keith? Randall getting MVP chance at Madison Square Garden again is wild. Took the words out of my mouth. I wanted him gone as much as anyone, but he's been a beast this year, and I'm happy for him. Happy New Year. Um, I don't know if you wanted him gone more than me. Maybe as much as me. I don't know if you wanted him gone more than me. I was convinced. I was convinced that there was no payoff that could be worth the risk of keeping him around, the downside risk of keeping him around. Um, God, how wrong I was. I, I just, one of those things tried to be objective. I think the emotions of how much I disliked watching him play last year got in the way of that. Um, okay, here we go. Andrew is reminding me. Um, it was literally right before the thumbs down. The COVID test happened on New Year's Eve versus Oklahoma City 2. Friday is the anniversary of the thumbs down game. How about that? Kind of wish they were home for that. That's okay. Thank you, Keith. Yeah, good good call by you. Um, ooh, and as I look up, and I see Monica McNutt, uh, friend of the pod, Monica McNutt on the KFS postgame doing the Telestrator because Wally was was calling the game today. Um Kind of wish I was able to listen to her. I'll, I'll have to go back and rewatch. Dan Hidalgo, what's going on, Dan? Great to have you. Um, what a way to start the year. Grimes is everything on offense. A lot of Grimes love. Uh, Grimes is everything on offense. I wanted Shumpert to develop into. Both were 6'5", 210 to 220. Can you compare and contrast them on the defensive end? I Look, I was not... Um, I, was, I don't think I was like analyzing games uh, a decade ago in the way that I at least pretend to do so now. What I recall about Shumpert is that I don't want to say his defense was always better in theory than it was in actuality, because like there are guys who are labeled as three and D guys that are just like either mediocre defenders or like they have really nice defensive moments and they're, but they're, they're undone by like the, 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 you know, the gambles they take or like the lapses of, of attention or judgment or whatever. I don't remember Shumpert being one of those guys, but 
I don't think he ever actualized what we what we saw as his defensive potential when he first got drafted. Um, and whereas Grimes, like okay, Grimes isn't perfect. Like I can think of a couple times today where he was jumping at shooters, and you know the Suns put the ball on the floor and 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 drove on him or whatever. But like for the most part, he's incredibly sound. And he really doesn't make mistakes. And he's incredibly active. And as a point of attack defender for on pretty much every point guard in the league outside of Doncic, because Doncic is the size of a power forward, um, he's a guy you could stick on, I think, pretty much every point guard and at least feel good about it. And most shooting guards, too. It's where you get into the bigger wings where that's you know, becomes more of an issue. And that's just like, again, Benji's been all over this since the day Grimes was drafted. If he was two inches taller, we'd be talking about a guy who could probably be a real defensive player of the year candidate at some point in his career. The the, the height limitation, I, I think, is the only thing that will hold him back because from a skill and an effort and a technique perspective on defense, I think he's already superseded what I recall as the best of Iman Shumpert, for sure. Thanks, Dan. That's a good question. Uh, Andrew, late but happy new year to you and KFS. Just number one. Really appreciate that. Thank you, Andrew. Um, don't worry about being late. Happy new year to you, too. Uh, and it's New Year's Day recognized today, so you're not late. Flashy, what's going on, Flashy? You're back. You're back. Glad you're watching. Call me crazy, and I know this sounds silly, but I love comments to start off with call me crazy, but if Randall plays like this, I would try... Uh, I would trade him because we most likely won't get equal, va- equal value back. So I think you, you forgot a not in there. I would not trade him because we w- most likely won't get equal value back. Um, <laughs> Andrew's reminding me that he's celebrating President's Day today. Uh, look up if there, there has to be a president that was born today. Some president of some country somewhere. Um, so, oh man. Like, look, there's... There's two types, and I'll, let me let me take Randall out of the conversation. As my daughter is coming to say hi, you could plug in your thing. Be clear. Um, there's two types of trades that, like, regardless of circumstance, I think you always you always have to at least you know listen to, and that is if you are upgrading from a star to a better star, and that is if you are getting a package of of draft picks that is like you just you can't turn it down um everybody can see my my daughter's unicorn robe who's watching on youtube right now it's okay she's cute um there's no star that's being traded who's who's a better star than randall right now i mean i i'm i'm trying to think of even the situation in the league that you would have to monitor um, the Wizards have rebounded. Not that there was any real noise about them um, trading Bradley Beal anyway, but don't think that's happening. Like, uh, not not hold my breath for uh, LeBron James to <laughs> to ask out of LA. Nor nor would I want to go down that road uh, if I'm being frank. So then the other sort of trade would be a, a pick package, and like again, who's the team that would be like would trade like uh, you know three first round picks you know inclu- you know including probably multiple unprotected picks i can't believe i'm saying that but like that's the sort of 
thing that if you're the Knicks, like you would have to ask for at this point for Randall because, and we spent so much time talking about the contract. He's on the books for, if you're getting all-star production for a guy that's making 25 million a year, 26 million a year, whatever it is, you want to talk about a bargain? I, again, I get he's a, he's a, he's a, there's highs and lows that come with this player. So like you can't just evaluate him based on how he's played the last month, a month and a half. You have to consider the larger picture. And that is why, you know, that number is probably pretty close to fair value for him. That the, the financial number still though, man, I, yeah, you'd need a, you'd have to ha- get a huge return right now. If you're the Knicks and like, I, I don't think there is going to be an equal return or, or a commensurate return on the market. So I, I'm agreeing with you, but I, I do think, you know, it's worth, it's worth going through the thought process. That's, that's all I'll, I'll, I'll say. Thank you, flashy. Harry donor. Thank you. As always, I guess you're a happy man because there's no comment. If you have a comment, we'll, we'll get to it. Um, just a couple, couple quotes um, before I get to Andrew Palladino's comment. Uh, this per Timmy Bontemps. Uh, Julius Randle with a big smile. It's good to be on the good side of the garden, he said in reference, I guess, to um, the MVP chance. He also said he'd love to be an all-star again, in part to be able to celebrate it with his son. I'm assuming he's referring to his, his newest born. Um, Randle also said, Jalen Brunson is one of the best teammates he's ever had, and he's been impressed with him as a leader. He jokingly said he was annoying to play against, but he's been surprised at the number of ways he's been able to impact the Knicks. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, Andrew Paladino, thank you for the comment. Uh, Two in a row feels nice after the last week. Damn right it does. Starting off the year right. Flying to New York tonight for my first MSG game on Wednesday versus the Spurs. Do you think RJ plays? First of all, have a great time. Enjoy New York. Um, trying to think if I have any recommendations about where you should go. I have a, I have a hundred recommendations about where you should go, but like, I don't know where you're staying or whatever. Uh, get some pizza. I don't know where you're flying in so, from, but wherever you're flying in from, make sure you get some pizza before you leave. And not like Sparrow's pizza, real pizza. Uh, do I think RJ plays? Um, hmm. My gut feeling is no, uh, just because like, although, it, and, and me and Jeremy talked about this a little bit on today's pod, um, shout out to our, our new sponsor, um, Weiss and Rosenblum, uh, sponsoring our, our personal injury segment. Uh, RJ's, RJ's personal injury, as it were, is unique to me because it's not like, like for instance, to contrast it to Brunson where Brunson's like going out there and he's testing his hip, right? He's like testing how it feels, how it moves, how he responds, this and that. I feel like with RJ, it might just be a thing of like, you look at the thing, (laughs) is it healed? And if it's healed, it'll play. If it's not healed. So the reason I go through that thought process is like the fact that he was not listed, let's say, as questionable today. I don't think we should take that to mean he's definitely going to be out for Wednesday. That said, if I was a betting man right now, I would bet that Probably no, but who knows? We'll see. I hope I'm wrong. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Requiem Gaming, the Remnant. Uh, what's up, Alex? Don't have much to say today, but the ball really moves better with Quickly and Grimes on the floor. Just a fun win. I can't wait to see our updated defensive rating. Yeah, we'll um, we'll get it up here as soon as it is updated. I mean, two straight games holding opponents under under ninety points. Like again, the way the NBA is right now, I don't care. I don't care who they're playing. I don't care who's out. Um, that's impressive. It's impressive, and it's not all due to missed shots. It's not all due to you know bad luck for the team they're playing. The stretch in, in in regards to the ball movement, the stretch that they had from, I guess the twenty one zero run, right? But really, even before that, from I mean, honestly, from like they took it felt like four or so minutes to get going in this game. After the first four minutes, from that mark until when there was about four minutes left in the second quarter. So a span of about 14 minutes. Their ball movement, just so many times where I felt like I would be, I would be watching someone that had the ball and I'm like, okay, you can take that shot. That's a justifiable shot. And like, that's 95% of the time. I feel like the Knicks, the first time they get a justifiable shot and like, or I shouldn't say justifiable shot, a decent shot. They'll take it. There was the next pass. And then sometimes the next pass after that, and then it would go from like a decent shot to a good shot to a great shot and a shot that you're not going to miss, whether it ended up in Mitch's hands under the basket or a more wide open three pointer or whatever the case may be. And that's just a great sign of unselfishness. And it's a sign of, of talent as well. You know, I, um, I was reading somebody's tweets or replies or retweets or something talking about the Celtics. And how the Celtics have assembled this team full of guys who it's not like, you know, wings and guards, all of whom can put the ball on the floor. Like you you can't 
you know, just because you run them off the line doesn't mean you've ended the play. Like they could always make the next play, the next pass and all that stuff. And like the Knicks kind of have a a good amount of those guys. I feel really good about the guys they do have. Like we don't think of Julius Randle in that way, but like Julius Randle is one of those guys. Like you can't, you can't, I mean, he's going to keep the ball moving, you know, obviously Brunson, RJ Grimes quickly. Um, Fournier, I, I don't know if Fournier is going to still be part of the rotation, but you know we'll see. And if they could get Obi back, that's another guy who I think fits right into that sort of mentality. They have a lot of these sorts of guys now. When and and that's by the way, since they've gone with this basic rotation and this basic um, this starting lineup for sure. Again, this is a this is a top three offense. It might fall a little bit after today. But at the very least, the top five offense with this group of guys. When you're talking about a team in, a, in this sort of league that does not have a superstar and they have that offensive rating, I think that is a testament to how many guys they have on this roster who just they they move the ball and they make the next play. You can say a lot of shit about the Knicks this year that is not kind. Something I don't know that you can say is that they take a lot of bad shots. They really don't. They really do not take a lot of bad shots, and that's a credit. I'll say it to the coaching staff, but also to the players. So good, good, good uh, way to generate that conversation, Alex. Appreciate it. Kevin Danishevsky, what's going on, Kev? Julius Randle is a mo- Julius Randall. Can I get his name right? Uh, is a monster right now. So fun to watch Grimes also, especially versus Bridges, and really outplaying his competition. Wonder if he gets on the twenty-five under twenty-five lists. Um, huh. Don't think I don't think Grimes would would get there yet. Maybe in a year. I it's tough to make those lists when you when you're not one of the top three usage guys on your own team. I feel like, um, you know. Then again, like you know, what I forget what he what he take twelve threes the other night or fourteen threes or some some crazy number. Um, tonight he Quinn Grimes took so he only took six threes tonight. Like I. I I want to see. Here's how Quentin Grimes gets on that list. He's like top five in the league in three point attempts. That's how he gets on a list like that. And I think he could do it. Like, I don't see any reason why he shouldn't be taking at least eight threes a game, especially if he's going to play these sorts of minutes. I think his rookie year, his, his uh, three point attempts per 36 minutes was over eight, if I'm not mistaken. I'm sure you have that, that number handy, Kevin. Um, but he, he took a lot. And now, if he's going to be playing close to 36 minutes a night, well, you know. Um. Yeah, I I love I love Quinn Grimes. Can't say enough about him. Matt Smith, what's going on, Matt? Thank you for the very generous contribution. To be very clear, I do not want to trade Randall. I'm glad you said that. But, but how did I know there was a buck coming? As a discussion thought exercise, what do you think the trade value would be? I guess teams would have to consider if he could be a winning player as a clearer number two or number three. Um, I hmm. I don't think. Well, all right. I got a comp for you. It's not a perfect comp, but it's a comp. Not as players, but as far as return. Um, Dejounte Murray this summer. Dejounte Murray was traded for salary flotsam. <laughs> uh, being kind to Danilo Gallinari, unkind to Danilo Gallinari, but. Whatever. Like he ended up getting waived. Uh, and I believe it was 
two future unprotected picks that were um Andrew correct me if I'm wrong I forget if it was like 25 and 27 or 26 and 28 and whatever what you know out there a little bit with a swap in between and then I believe one other protected oh that's of course how could I forget the the, the Cam Reddish the Charlotte pick that went to to Atlanta in the Cam deal so a protected pick that maybe he's going to convey as a as a first rounder that's going to be like outside the lottery maybe it ends up conveying as two seconds but whatever it's a thing and then two future unprotected firsts and a swap and salary. DeJounte Murray made the all-star team last year. Is a guy who I think probably if he came into this year, I don't know where he placed exactly on the league rankings, but you know, he's a top 40, top 35-ish player. Um, thank you, Andrew. Uh, 2026 swap with 25 and 27 as the unprotected firsts. Um. But whatever, like DeJounte Murray, he's like, I I don't think he's going to ever make an all-star team again. And there was also for as great as he is on the defensive end of the the floor, there were at least questions about, okay, how would he fit with our superstar in Trey Young? Um, Would the, would his shooting issues, which Murray has improved in that area over the years, like, would they be an issue? Would it be a fit issue in general? Like there were questions, right? And yet he still got that return from Atlanta. Now, would you could you argue that Atlanta overpaid? Yeah, you could argue that Atlanta overpaid. I wasn't a huge fan of that deal um, from the Hawks' perspective. But I think if you're looking at that return, now I think the league, even with as well as Randall is playing right now, I think the league would probably most GMs, if you ask them, would you rather have Dejounte Murray or Julius Randall? I, I would guess most of them would say Dejounte Murray. But like. Something, something like that, where maybe so maybe you don't get the protected pick, and maybe one of the two picks that you're coming or that are coming from the team you're trading him to, you know, has like top four protections or something, um, you know, like that. Um, maybe you get a a, a a flyer on a young player in the deal, but not like a high pedigree young player. Like that's the. That's the sort of return I, I think you'd get, but uh, I've got I God knows I, I I'm the last person who should be talking about Julius Randle trade valuations because I I've been <laughs> I've just been very 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 wrong, uh, and it, it seems like anytime I talk about that, but that's that's my best guess if you're asking the question. So thanks, Matt. That was a good good question. Um, Brian Brian Les, what's going on, Brian? Um, I'll say it. Randall for most improved player. Andrew. <laughs> Put the bet down, Andrew. Pay for uh I don't know what, what you could pay for. Pay for the seafood station at, at cocktail hour for your for your wedding. Oh man. Uh yeah. I don't know if he's I don't <laughs> that would be something. If he was even in the conversation, that would be funny. That'd be funny. Um we'll see. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate that. Jeremy Chase, what's going on, Jeremy? Honeymoon fund. There you go. Uh, I just won a billion dollars on my bet that Julius gets unironic MVP chance at MSG this year. <laughs> Hashtag we back to back. Hashtag uh, win bet, eat your heart out. Um, thank you, Jeremy. Appreciate that. I, I, I tell you again, this is how crazy this is. I had a legitimate thought in the first quarter watching today. Where I was like, do I? 
do I need to go look up like who's likely to be all NBA forwards this year? Like, do I need to start that thought process? And again, we're not even at all-star yet, right? We're not even at all-star yet. He's not, I, I do not think he's a guaranteed all-star. Let me just make that very clear. He's getting close, but I don't think he's there yet. So, but I, I'm also recalling even as late as this, maybe not quite as late as this, but close to as late as this. So maybe around the 33, 35 game mark of the We Here season, his all star credentials, even then, were not guaranteed. Now, by the time we got to when the reserves were announced, I think we all felt pretty pretty safe he was going to get in, or at the very least that it would be egregious if he didn't get in. And then that ended up going all the way to All-NBA second team. So like the notion that, that that there should be a ceiling on where his accolades end up this year, I'm not, I'm not going to put a ceiling on because we've seen him do it before. One and two, and this is an important part, and I think it should be factored into the all-star discussion. The dude doesn't miss a fucking game ever. Say you could be the biggest Julius Randle hater in the world. And again, it's not that there weren't times in the last year and change where we're like, man, can you take a night off? But like, give him credit. He suits up every night and he goes out there and he he's playing hard. He's playing really hard. So that's cool. Thanks, Jeremy. Sam L. What's going on, Sam? Happy New Year's, KFS. Thanks for another year of great content and analysis. Said it before and I'll say it again. Don't overreact to early season swings. I've been trying not to. I've been trying not to. I, that's why I was very happy that Andrew Claudio was pre-scheduled, pre-scheduled to take the slings and arrows uh, of the Spurs postgame because... I, 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 it would have been rough for me to get up there and be like, let's all relax. Like they're missing their two best, two of their three best players. Let's relax. And again, you saw tonight the Suns were missing their best player in Devin Booker. God, how valuable is he? And, and they've been missing Cam Johnson for most of the year. And Cam Johnson is their, I mean, Cam Johnson is their fifth most important player, but like he's a big part of what they do. Um, but really, it's Booker. They're missing one of their top guys and they got smoked today. The Knicks were missing two of their top three guys you know, for this little stretch here. And like, we could sit here and we could talk about the Dallas game and we could talk about the the Spurs game and, and then they won the Rockets game. So like, this is a good team. This is a good team. They're a good basketball team if they stay healthy. <laughs> Thanks, Sam. Busy. What's going on, Busy? I w- Busy has been turning over a, a new leaf of late. I'll, I'll, let me see if it let me see if it continues here. Do the Suns suck this bad? Um, I'll go get back to that in a second. Um, I want to watch their next few games to double check the validity of this win. LOL. Who, what do we give credit for Randall's play this year? I give the majority of credit to him. Hashtag to Brunso. Um, the, the credit has to go to Julius Randall. He He, I don't know, maybe he did and we don't know it, but he could have pitched the Knicks hand, I'm guessing, if he wanted to get out of town and he wanted to stick it out. I think that's real. 
I think that's real. I do think he likes it here. And he wanted to make it work. And he did what he needed to do below the neck. He did what he needed to do above the neck. Um, but for as much credit as I'm giving Randall, I don't know if I don't know if Jalen Brunson gets 15% of the credit or 20% of the credit or 25% of the credit or maybe even a little more. You have to give Jalen Brunson some of the credit. And by extension, you have to give the front office credit because the front office, one, didn't trade him. Listening to people like me, good job by them. And two, they went out and got Jalen Brunson and they kept Julius Randle after they got Jalen Brunson. That's the key. They had faith that this pairing would work. And I feel comfortable. I feel very comfortable sitting here saying after 38 games, the pairing works. Those two guys work. Are they going to be the best two players on a championship team? No, but they work. Now, as far as do the Suns suck this bad, um, I'm not sure when exactly to go. Um, what did Mitchell Robinson tweet out? F what y'all talking about. I got a no look dime. <laughs> man, <laughs> Mitchell Robinson's a funny man. Um, so Phoenix without Booker is not the same team. I think it is fair and reasonable to say that if you took Fe- uh, Devin Booker off of the Phoenix Suns for the entire season, I think they're probably a borderline playoff team with how Chris Paul has played this year. Um, Cause like, then you're talking about a team whose best two player. I mean, they're, I, I don't know how much I should diminish Chris Paul, but he's really, he's not been great this year. Um, so like, Who's their best player? Is it DeAndre Ayton? Is it Mikael Bridges? Is it is it Chris Paul? Like, I think they're a borderline playoff team in that case, and I don't I don't love their depth. It's not terrible depth, but I don't love their depth. Um, they're they were they didn't love their depth when they had Booker. Take Booker off, and you slot all these guys up, and it, with this version of Paul, it's rough. So yeah, Phoenix, um, they were sixteen and eight, and they're twenty and eighteen, so they are four and ten in their last. Bunch of games. Excuse me, four and eleven. Four and eleven. They were sixteen and seven. So not 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 great. But they'll be okay when they get Booker back. The headlines remind us daily the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine. Stop noticing. But you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over 3 million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not ready hour foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.